Okay, welcome to Cook It! We're Dre and Renee, friends who love to cook and bake. Though we are busy with six kids combined, we still take time to meal plan and make home-cooked meals for our families. And we've got another set of recipes we cooked from Sister Pie! I am loving cooking out of this book. Me too! It's funny because I was just telling my mom, like, I'm not really a pie person. I have a couple in my like in my arsenal, but yeah. I don't generally make pie. I have like a, a butterscotch pie that I make and an apple pie, and that's pretty much it. Maybe the occasional pumpkin, but I usually would not make a pie as a dessert, and I have made several pies out of this one, and I am loving it. Well, that, and there's so much more than pies. Yes, in there is. Book, because this week we cooked scones. Or scones, if you're from the Australia. That's where they call them scones. Oh. Yeah, I think that's weird. <laughs> it's like they're clearly scones. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> we we could... made the jasmine creme fresh scones on page 186. Yes. I was so excited. And how did they go for you? Oh. They were very good. But I I made a mistake. So mm-hmm. I ran, you remember a, like a couple months ago, I bought all the butter. Well, I ran out yes. of all of the unsalted butter. What? And so, <laughs> I know. How did you Shocker. run out? You're a because Well, I, I guess just, we have been doing a lot of baking. We have been. And I had, it was in a bag in my big freezer. And so I kind of lost track of like where yes. I was at in usage. And so I ran out. So when it time came to, well, when it came time to make these, um, I went ahead and used the salted butter, and I didn't add any additional salt. Mm-hmm. And I brought some over to my mother-in-law and father-in-law because she really loves scones. And anytime I make scones, I take over a couple to her. Yeah. And the first thing my father-in-law says was, "All I taste is salt." All and he was, tastes is salt. Yeah. And, and you didn't add were, any extra? No, but salted butter really screwed with this recipe. And mm. I could taste through it and taste the, like, the jasmine tea. Yeah. But I could also really taste the salt. So, and the other thing was I had quite a bit of spread on mine. Mm-hmm. And I don't oh, know in the that, I get like, you. when I when I baked them. So I don't know if that was just because of like the chemistry of the salted butter interacting with all the other ingredients. Um, But they were really good. And then I had a little bit of creme fraiche left over and Mm -hmm. my friend gave me some raspberry freezer jam. And so on one of them that I tried, I put creme fraiche and then raspberry freezer jam on top. And it was the bomb. Yum. That sounds great. Yeah. What about you? What did you think of these? These are on page 186, by the way. Yes. For I, anyone who's listening and wants to make them now. Yes. Okay. So I made them and have notes. Ah, here it is. Okay. Uh, my first note is, yum. Uh, yes. I did, sorry, that was pretty loud. I didn't have enough green tea, jasmine tea, jasmine green tea to make it completely that flavor but I made it was like half jasmine green tea and half green tea 
and it like was pretty and it flecked the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I froze them the night before and then I pulled them out and it took 35 minutes from frozen and they were delicious, light and fluffy inside with crunchy crust. And I topped it with loads of butter and it was so good. Oh. It would be perfect on a rainy day or if you were having like a little snack in the afternoon. I still have some in the freezer, so I'm pretty excited to bust those out. And uh, just overall, it was a winner. And I I cheated. Instead of cutting up the butter, I grated it on my oh. box grater. And it worked. It worked really well. And I used this new technique where you, you know, whenever you put it on the counter and you pat it into like a circle. Yes. I cut it in four and then stacked them one on top of the other and then smushed it back down. So I had like lots and lots of layers. Shut it was, up. It was really good. It They turned out fluffy and delicious. And I was like, I was pretty happy. I've yum, seen people yum. do that and it overwhelms me because oh. I feel, I feel yeah. like it would be hard to manipulate such a huge stack and get it back down to be flat again. Oh no, it takes nothing. Especially with that, like I just press it a little and it goes like, it's, it was awesome. It was awesome. That's I recommend so it. fun. I recommend it to anyone who wants uh, who wants to make those particular creme fraiche scones. Although I don't really know if I tasted the creme fraiche part, but maybe yeah. it helps with the structure because normally you have a lot of whipping cream in there and sometimes it like... I don't know. It can be too liquidy. I've seen um, Greek yogurt, plain Greek yogurt, or sour cream used in scones. Mm-hmm. And I think that either of those could easily be substituted for the creme fraiche. I mean, creme fraiche oh, yeah. is a special product. It costs a little bit extra and probably not available to everyone. So I really think that Greek yogurt or um, sour cream could easily be subbed in for that. It would give the same flavor and the same consistency. Yeah, so, I believe that. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Sorry. <laughs> I'm uh, having a moment here. Yes, you could easily substitute it. I think sour cream would give you a little extra tang, which is sort of what you're looking for in the creme fraiche, because really creme fraiche is just whipping cream that's been left out for bacteria to get at. And sour a yeah. little bit, so, and it's a little thicker than sour than whipping cream. So you could really substitute it with a lot of things. Uh, yeah. They were delish. I would get more jasmine green tea just to make them again, but there's so many other recipes in the book that I really want to diversify and try other ones. Do you want to tell me what your surprise recipe was for this week? I just have one more question about this stacking thing. Oh, okay, fine. So you yeah. said for scones, but what other, um, like, would we use that tech, what other kind of recipes would we use that technique for? Um, biscuits, you can definitely do that with, but it's basically a scone. Uh, I don't know. I can't really think of anything else where you, it's anything you want, like lots of flaky layers. So if you were making like they have those pie dough cookies in this recipe mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. I think if you were making that, she probably has you take multiple layers of pie dough and stack them on top and then smush them down. So you get lots of light, light layers because you basically, you just want to take the butter, 
that you've already crumbled into the dough and give it even more layer of flakiness, right? Okay. So it's kind of like laminating pie crust. Yes. Uh, it's kind of like laminating, like whenever I would do a, um, what do you call it? The Queen of Mons. Yes. An enriched but, uh, croissant dough type thing. Yeah. But doing mm-hmm. that with bones. Hmm. I never, I never would have thought of um, it that way. So. Thank yeah. It's the same reason it. I, anytime. It's the same <laughs> reason I um, grated the butter because I wanted like little flakes of butter instead of big gobs because I yeah. like flaky like pockets of air and butter in my scones. Also, I'm lazy and cutting the butter seems like a lot of work. See, I find grating the butter seems like a lot of work. <laughs> no, but my grater goes into the dishwasher after and I just ignore its existence. Whereas like getting out my pastry blender thing, what does she call it? Or what is the actual word for it? Pastry cutter? No. Pastry blender. Yeah. Getting out my pastry blender seems like way too much work. I'm not. I don't want to do that. Because they always get so gunked up. And even though I have the Wilton one where it has the little blade cleaners, I still feel like the blades are too close together and there's too much gunk in there. So I don't really use it. I see. And it is sharp. That's why I wear rubber gloves when I work <laughs> yeah I can see and why I don't feel the gunk <laughs> yeah I was just listening to that episode where you described doing that in my head on or the other day and I was like yeah I could see that because sometimes it gets under my fingernails and it takes like a really long time to get it out of there and I don't like that yeah me yeah. either yeah. um okay so I've kept you waiting long enough mm-hmm. I made the caramelized onion and delicata squash and sage hand pies. Whoa, that is quite the title. Yeah, I know, right? It's a mouthful. <laughs> and it, so there's a lot of steps, and delicata mm-hmm. squash is not quite ready yet in stores for us to buy. I tried finding it everywhere, and I actually subbed in sweet potato for it. Mm. Um, you caramelize onions as per the title and um, you add sage to it fresh sage and then you add also goat cheese Mm, Um, I love goat cheese yeah I want to go back I don't even I didn't write the page number page 128 I was just looking it up yeah um yeah, so goat cheese, and it, there's also some brown sugar and cider vinegar. It is, it's, it was delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, they, but the recipe itself really makes you slow down to make yep. them because there are so many steps. Um, and it probably, so I made, obviously I made my hand pie dough the night before, and then in the morning I roasted the sweet potatoes. I did the caramelized onions and then in the afternoon I rolled out my pie dough and got the filling all ready and put everything together okay it was what were these your dinner um so I did have them available with dinner uh not everyone had one um we were having burgers that night so you Mm. could have like a burger and a hand pie on the side or two burgers whatever you preferred um because 
I know that squash is not everyone's flavor. Um, so I didn't want to make it mandatory, but I wanted to try them. And I know that Emma would eat them because she is, like I've said before, my superstar. But yeah. the the slowness of these, like it wouldn't deter me from making them again or from attempting other hand pies because they came out so good. They got really nice and crispy on top. I froze half and I made or I froze actually more than half because I think it made like the recipe says it makes 10. I think I made like 13. Mm-hmm. And so I cooked six and I have seven in the freezer. And for one of the leftover ones, I warmed it up. I put a beef patty on top mm. with cheese melted on top and topped it with a fried egg. Wow. And ate it with a knife and fork. Wow. It was so good. And it was such like a nice combination of flavors. And yeah, I want to, I've been wanting to take them out of the freezer and cook them up and have them like for breakfast with a Friday, mm-hmm. like during the week. And I just haven't taken the time to do that. And I think about them every day. <laughs> they were just, they were so good on their own, but also like to add to, like they were such an easy accommodating flavor for other stuff, you know? I just have to say that she does provide you with freezing instructions and then baking yeah. instructions. And I'm like, thank you. Thank yeah. you for doing that. Because yeah. not everyone oh, wants God. 10 hand pies. No, no. And like, it seems and, like a waste. And I knew that I wouldn't be able to get through 10 hand pies while they were still fresh. Just because basically Emma and I are the only ones who will eat them. I gave the twins each half a one and they ate mm-hmm. it. But um, like at eating, having half a one, like we're not going to go through that many. So this way, you know, I have them in the freezer and I can cook them up whenever I want. You know what I really like about uh, this recipe and a few of the recipes that I've seen? A lot of it is make ahead. Yeah. Like you can make the pie dough ahead and freeze and then you can like you can shape it and then freeze it and make it whenever you want. Like the all butter pie crust, obviously not a hand pie, but you can make it ahead. You can freeze it so that it's ready to go. And the same is with like in this one, you it says you can caramelize the onions up to two days in advance. And then you can do, I bet oh, you can squash. roast the squash ahead of time. Yes. And then you just mix up, mix up everything when you want you it and it's ready to go. And keep it in the fridge up to two days in advance. You probably could go longer, but yeah. You would want it like fresh, fresh, but yeah. 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 No, I love that a lot of them, it's like, oh, you can do this. And it kind of gives us insight into how she runs such a tight ship for her. Um, it's not a her restaurant. Business. It's not cafe. a bakery. Yeah. The cafe, like the, her shop in Detroit, like, because it, it's not possible to do it all in one day and have it ready. Like she obviously has such a schedule, like on this day, we're doing this because on the next two days, we're going to do these and these. And so, um, Oh yeah. I love and that like, she gave us that extra insight. And they could give, they could do big batches of things. They say they do big batches of pie dough, but they do it all by hand, but like it goes in the fridge or it goes in the freezer and then they shape it whenever they need it. And there's mm-hmm. other things too, like um, roasting the 
roasting the squash. Like you could roast yeah. a lot of squash and then have it all ready. And I did that yeah. with another recipe that we made, but I can't remember which one where you needed roast squash. And I just did it the night before whenever I was making dinner. I peeled it and threw it in the oven and then it was ready whenever I was ready to make whatever it was. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm really liking, um, the method and all of the extra detail that she's giving us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I was laughing. I was preparing the, my super secret recipe or one of many. To hear about it. <laughs> and, uh, like she obviously copies and pastes some of the detail, but she provides it on every single recipe where it's like when she's talking about making the filling or no, doing the dough, how to cut it in and do all this stuff. Like if you get one scone recipe, the method is the same, like part of it. And then she adds the detail for that particular recipe. And I can appreciate having all of that extra. Yeah. Yeah. Steps, all those steps. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because most of the, these recipes are at least two pages of text in length, if not Yeah, and more. most of them have a picture too, which I yes. appreciate. Exactly. Cute. So that was my recipe. Now I want to hear about yours. Okay. So I have made several recipes in the last little while because we had a little extra time for uh, recipe testing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I did make a couple pies, but I want to talk about the grapefruit hibiscus patch key, which I'm hoping that's how you say it. Okay. So fun fact for Mm -hmm. our listeners, Um, in our next episode, we are going to... uh, let you listen to a fun interview we had with Lisa and I learned how to pronounce this word because I butcher it. Um, <laughs> it's actually punchki. Punchki? Punchki. And I, when I went looking back through the book, she does give us the, like the pronunciation in one of her, like not in the recipe, but just like in a side hustle on one of the pages. But yeah. yeah. So it's punchki. So coming up in episode 25, when we close out and give you our final thoughts on the sister pie, make sure you listen to our interview with Lisa. <laughs> nice. What a, what a fun sneak peek you have. I know. I'm, I'm, I was like, Oh my God, she's going to talk about punchki. I have to drop it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I was craving donuts. I really, really wanted donuts. And I had originally thought the coffee flavor would be my go-to. But then, yeah. oh, the maple cream, maple coffee cream. I was like, oh, I man, know, that, that sounds good. So good. But then I have all these weird ingredients in the house and I am trying to use some of them up. And I recently made aqua fresca with hibiscus and I really loved the flavor. So I made the grapefruit hibiscus patchki, punchki, because there's no N, pushki. I know. Okay, whatever. I'm going to say patchki because that is what feels natural to me. <laughs> anyway, so I was like, oh, I'm excited to make this. So I went and got the grapefruit and I made them. And my God, that filling, that filling, Renee, it is amazing. It's on page 212. I know. I'm looking at it. I just, 
My mouth is literally watering. Yes. So <laughs> I made I made the filling one day and then put it in the fridge so that I could just make I could make the donut dough the day before and fried in the morning when I got up because we had an event to go to where I could actually like give some of the donuts away. So I was mm-hmm. like, perfect. That's when I'll make them. And uh, I will tell you that grinding hibiscus flowers in a mortar and pestle is not the way to go. I now have a spice grinder that's like (laughs) devoted to spices. It was $20 on Amazon and I was like, I love this thing already. (laughs) So uh, you you put the hibiscus in the dough, in the filling, and in the powdered sugar on the outside. And it was so good. I had a little trouble... With the donuts, like it seems like they're a little darker than the donuts that I would usually make. And she fries okay. them pretty hot, like 380, but so they turn out pretty brown. Uh, so it wasn't my favorite donut recipe of all time, but man, that filling. I will definitely be making it again. Uh, I have plans to put it in a pie crust with maybe a little lemon curd. Because it's you quite rich. Shut your mouth. Yeah, oh, was, that sounds good. And then put like a meringue on top. That's my plan. No. And, uh, it's so good. I would advise everyone to go and buy this book just for the recipe for the filling because it is it's a grapefruit hibiscus curd and it is like out of this world delicious. Now, for with this pie that you have planned, would you do like a layering where you have like lemon? curd and then your grapefruit hibiscus curd and then your meringue so that whenever you cut your pie you have like a two color like line yes except I will put the grapefruit on the bottom so that I can control exactly how much how thick the layer is yes because I find it I would probably I would make it beforehand let it cool completely and then put a centimeter amount in the pie shell and then put the standard lemon curd on top. I like a smooth wow. lemon curd with no um, no zest in it. Basically, okay. the stuff from the box is, is my favorite kind. And uh, so I would do that. So you'd have the contrasting colors. You'd have the dark color on the bottom. And then just do like a big-ass pile of meringue. Because why not? Whoa. Why? Okay. Anyway, that's what I want to make. And I like, let me know when that's happening and hopefully social distancing is eased up and I'm going to come over. Yeah. Well, I can put a little package of hibiscus, <laughs> dried hibiscus flowers together for you and a slice of pie. Oh. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Wow. 10 out now, of 10. Where did you get your dried hibiscus flowers? So I ordered it on Amazon like a million years oh, ago. Okay. And it's funny. It won't even tell me how much I paid for it. But it's the same bag is now $20. Okay. Uh, I, I went through a phase where I thought I would like to make kombucha. And the answer oh. is I do not like making kombucha. It's kind of gross. <laughs> oh. Well, like the SCOBY is really... Is really off-putting. The symbiotic mm-hmm. culture of bacteria and yeast, maybe is what it's referred to. I anyway. don't know enough about kombucha, so the words that you're saying don't make any sense to me, but I'm loving it. Oh, <laughs> uh, so you take cold tea that you have brewed, and then you put in this weird layer of bacteria on the top so that it can convert the sugar in the cold tea to alcohol or like bubbles 
It doesn't provoke. It only gets to about 0.5% alcohol, but it gives it a really nice effervescent like um, bubble. And that's what gives, that's what gives kombucha that like sizzle. And, uh, but the SCOBY, which is the bacteria disc is quite gross and has a weird smell. And I, I know that people, other people love it and they love making it, but it's just not for me. I can't get past the fact that there's like floaties in your drink. Yeah. That's not what I want. No. (laughs) Maybe I'll try it again one day whenever I get out, get off of all my, get rid of all my hangups, but I doubt it. Yeah, I've tried um uh what uh, I've tried kombucha at different markets and stuff and mm-hmm. I couldn't like it just didn't I it wasn't my thing. So um yeah. There's some really nice ones from Farm Boy, but like I I couldn't even replicate the flavor either. Like the flavor was too much like tea. It wasn't like a nice fruity drink, so I just I gave up. Anyway, but I've had these dried flowers now in my cupboard for like two years and I'm like what am I gonna do with this so I found a couple recipes that involve hibiscus and I'm trying to use it up but now I'm like maybe I should save it for these for this curd because oh it's so good and it the flowers don't go bad oh no they're dried actually you could make your own if you have a hibiscus plant I don't I don't either my mom does but uh they're just like literally dried flowers. They're hard like spices and I grind them up and Bob's your uncle. Well, I'm excited to try punchki and this this filling. Yeah. I just yeah. I mean I the donut recipe is good, but if you have like a favorite one, maybe use that one instead. Now, do you use a fryer in your house? I don't. I use my Dutch oven filled with oil. I don't have you, one. You fry in the house, though? Oh, yeah, yeah. It okay. smells all day, but I don't care. <laughs> because that's my thing. I am not... The smell of fryer has, like, brings, like, negative emotions <laughs> to my brain. So I've done some frying in my Dutch oven a couple times like that, mm-hmm. but... I think that what I ideally what I would need to do in order to take advantage of some of these donut recipes, because like it or not, all donuts seem to be fried. I have not found a good bake equivalent donut um, that I am going to have to get like a standalone fryer and just mm-hmm. have it be like an outdoor usage. Um, Cause the, how, when I have, even if I'm cooking stuff, in oil like Mm -hmm. in a like a just a shallow pan a lot of the time like any kind of smell like that for some reason really just puts me on a downward spiral so um yeah okay (laughs) fun facts with nostalgia and renee (laughs) i uh Uh, i don't do it that often so it's not a big deal for me I am wondering now if my new instant pot would have done a better job with uh, maintaining the temperature because it does have a sous vide function but I don't think sous vide goes up that high I'll have to play with it hold on you got a new instant pot that has a sous vide function did you get the big one I no, I only got a six quart but I got the like super crazy touch screen one 
that is ridiculous. Is, is it the one with the air fryer lid? No. No, it doesn't oh, have an okay. air fryer lid. It, uh, let's see if I can just bring it up real fast. Cut You're surprising out. me with this. I had no idea you had a new appliance in your life. Didn't I tell you? I think I ordered it at the same time as my new food processor. You did Speaking not. of which, did you or did you not get a new food processor? I did. And, and? I haven't used it yet. <laughs> I know. Oh my goodness. That, Actually, just, it took me a little while to use it. I kept being like, I want to read the instructions. And then I just did it. I'm like, we're yeah. doing this. Um, I, uh, yeah, I haven't used it yet. I, I still want to make a couple pies out of this book. And so I want to bang out some dough. And I haven't had, I haven't taken the time to do it. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's just going to have to be a lunch hour thing where I put it in the new food processor. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, we, uh, yeah, I, I can't believe I didn't know you got a new instant pot with a sous vide function because that is kind of your jam. Okay, so I got the instant pot Max. It's a nine in one, and mm. it does. Uh, just a second, I want to list it off correctly. It does pressure cooking. Oh, yes. Okay, this is the reason. I actually just listened to our episode where we talk about canning. And yes. uh, this one will do pressure canning, which is why I was so excited about it. It only came in the six quart, which is fine, because it also does, what does it do here? There's like a million things. Hold on. It does the highest, it's the highest pressure electric pressure cooker on the market. It will do pressure canning. I think it's like 50 pounds per square inch or something it does rice it does sous vide it does yogurt canning soup broth and slow cooker and then like it does this crazy uh yes 15 pounds per square inch and it does this crazy digital venting so you know how like yours has just like the knob this one you can yeah. tell it whether you want it to like pulse or quick release, or if you want it not to release the pressure, like the thing oh, is crazy. Gosh. It's, it's just crazy. But I'm very excited about it. And I'm, yeah. I bought all this Greek yogurt at Costco and I'm waiting for our supplies to dwindle down so that I can make my own yogurt because I want to make lactose free Greek yogurt. Yes. And I want to try using my Instant Pot because apparently it will do it and it does it all automatically. Like it brings it up to the right temperature and then cools it down and then you add the stuff and then let it sit in there. I'm like, ah, yeah. Low. Uh, one of uh, someone I, I know who follows us on Instagram uh, made Instant Pot Greek yogurt and it turned out really well. And so I have been toying with the idea to make my own yogurt as well. Not um, dairy free, but just oh. attempt to make it. Mine's just going to be lactose free, not dairy free. Oh, just lactose free. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, uh, I toyed with the idea of making coconut yogurt at one time. And then because I waited so long, the ingredients disappeared from my fridge because we ate them. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, at least it wasn't a waste. <laughs> what else have I made lately? Out of this book? Let's see. Oh, I made the blueberry blossom pie without the blossom and holy crap that one was good 
it's blueberry and rhubarb, but the mountain of filling, it was like, I, I measured, I took pictures with a ruler and it was five inches high. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It flattens out quite a bit. And surprisingly, it did not boil over like crazy. I was like, oh, it's going to go everywhere, but it didn't. It was actually really reasonable and it was so delicious. You put a little cream cheese in the bottom, I think to absorb some of the liquid. Yeah. Man, that pie was good. Most of her Mm. berry pies have that cream cheese trick. I also think it's a barrier between the crust and the pie filling and p.s i have now become a blind baker like crazy like even when it doesn't say blind bake it extra i'm like nope i'm baking it extra (laughs) i want this thing brown and dried out (laughs) oh too funny anyway yeah so uh, oh and this morning this morning i made cream cheese radish and dill scones Ooh, and that is also a winner recipe because I had all these radishes from my garden and from my CSA box, but I didn't have yeah. enough dill. It could be, I could have had more dill in it, like followed the instructions, but uh, man, it was good. So do you grate the radishes up? You're supposed to julienne them. So I have this silly like box slicer thing that I used mm-hmm. and it makes them very consistent. Uh, they were still crunchy, which I actually kind of liked. Because it gave the scone extra texture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun. It was good. Especially for like, radish lovers. And this is radish season. And you've mm-hmm. got radishes coming out of everywhere. Yeah. I know I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, we've talked about Sister Pie and how those recipes make us slow down. But I have um, a different speed of question because school is going to be starting back up again, whether kids are doing remote learning or actually mm-hmm. going to school. Um, if, even if they're doing remote learning, we still have to have lunches ready for them. Have you given any thought to some fun recipes for your kids' school lunches? Um, my son is only going into his second year of school. And fortunately, we don't have to feed my daughter. So it's actually pretty <laughs> easy to feed him. She gets food at daycare, people. Don't don't freak out. <laughs> uh, he's actually like, he's my dynamite eater. He'll gobble up all kinds of stuff that you would not imagine. Like they did not even flinch at the wow butter. And that's yeah. like our go-to is wow butter and jam if we really don't have anything. But we have a couple of those thermoses for kids that he can open himself and like, He'll just eat meatballs with like a little rice and some soy sauce. Like he'll devour it. So uh, we don't have to work very hard to make his lunches, but I always keep like freezer meatballs handy. And um, I get those store-bought non-bread that are so affordable. Like at Costco, you get 10 for $3.69 or something ridiculous, or maybe maybe it's 15 or 20. But uh, when we've had our dinner, which we usually would have like hard boiled eggs and um, hummus and non bread for dinner with some roast vegetables, once we're done with that and I think like, oh, these are going to go to waste, I usually put together freezer pizzas. So I dress them all up and I package them ready to bake in my silly Instant Pot Vortex the night before. And Logan loves cold pizza. So we'll bake it up. 
we were getting these freezer pizzas from Costco, but he does like those, but they're a little more expensive than making them yourself. So we started just making them with exactly what he wants. And we cook them up the night before, let it cool, cut it, and put it in a container. And he is happy as a clam with one of those. That's such a good idea. I like these ideas. Yeah, Secretly, well. I asked you this question because I want all <laughs> of your ideas. I'm sure you have tons. Don't you always have like a hot lunch for your kids every day? Um, we go kind of one week hot, one week not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so often the hot lunch week, it'll be like a pasta bake. So whether it's like a macaroni and cheese or um, like a really chunky chili or spaghetti, mm. something like that. Something that's hearty to keep them full. Um, my oldest, Emma, she is very active and often has running club or some sort of sport she's doing at school. So we always want to make sure that she has enough like to keep her going throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my son, he'll he's hit or miss. Sometimes he comes home with some left in his thermos and other times not. But I am on the hunt for like some kind of easy prep. So like granolas that are like nut free or, mm. you know, I might try my hand at drying out my own fruit. One of my friends has a dehydrator that I am now for some reason coveting and mm-hmm. I've never felt the need to dehydrate before in my life. But now I see her dehydrating all of this stuff and I'm like, I, I could dehydrate my own stuff. I, I my, could de- my Instant Pot dehydrates things. I made tomato powder. Oh, although what? I would, I would not recommend it as a dehydrator. Like if you plan on doing a lot of stuff, there are much, probably much better versions. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So I'm, so I have like those things in my, in the back of my head rolling around already. And then I'm just, you know, I think I'm going to take your idea of like the, um, non-bread pizza, like making it, having them frozen and in the freezer so you can pop them in the oven or even the meatballs Mm -hmm. that you can take them out the night before and kind of get them ready um I I really like those ideas like just for something quick and easy especially you know I have two of four going to school so I don't have to feed two kids and like you said it's not Mm -hmm. because they're not eating (laughs) it's just they get fed (laughs) at daycare um but yeah I think um those are some awesome ideas Yeah, my son really loves the bento box style. So we have those containers and we like we have the pizza in one area and then he he loves cucumbers and peppers. So we always have those. We've tried other vegetables like um, grape tomatoes and stuff and he's just not interested. And then we put one little cup of fruit and he always likes yogurts. We have and he doesn't like his fruit in his yogurt. So he's got like the one bento box container for yogurt and then he adds the fruit himself and like, I don't know. My so far, like it's working. He won't, he doesn't want anything in his yogurt. Like, we do plain Greek yogurt in our house. And I, my daughter, she'll like, yeah, add in granola and add in fruit, and it's delicious. And he's like, no, no, I just want my yogurt, <laughs> and then I'll have my fruit on the side. <laughs> I just don't, it's, but it's funny. I could see granola on the side because I like mine on the side too. Mm, we I call like it, it crunch. In our house. Crunch? Would you like, like crunch? That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they're they're cute. And because my son is in the aftercare, he always gets like a treat 
of some sort. Like they have applesauce and stuff. Um, and sometimes they have bear paws and we do send bear paws with them sometimes because they're easy. And for some reason he likes that better than homemade banana bread because he's crazy. <laughs> Seriously. Mm-hmm. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. I am not looking forward to doing that again, but I do hope that they go back so that I can send them to school. I'll pack all the lunches in the world. Yeah. Give us having to pack lunches just so we can give send them to school. We'll take that. So Yeah. Well, I think that's all for this week. Hey? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey? I get the hint. I get it. I get it. No, do you have any more comments? No, that's it. I do have a I had it. I thought of a good one the other day, and then I didn't write it down. And you know what happens when that when I do that? It goes away. Oh, yeah. Like five minutes ago, I was like, oh, I should write that on the list so that I can look for it on Amazon Prime Day. And uh, <laughs> it was it's gone. I'm like, I was thinking about something, but it's gone now. I oh, well. I have to take notes constantly. If it's important, it'll probably come back to me. It will. Okay. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you to our listeners and supporters for always tuning in. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cook It Podcast and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. By rating and reviewing us, you help others find us. Bye for now. Bye for now. Ciao, ciao for now.